Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night, and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today for Song of the Soul, we will be visiting Iowa's northeast corner to talk to Michelle Lynn. Already at the age of 23, Michelle has released three CDs with another one in the not-too-distant future. Michelle models growth and insight through her music, passing on lessons of development and transformation. With CDs named Jumping in Chains, Hospital Radio, and Pre-Echoes for the Postmodern, you know you're in for a treat. Michelle just moved to Decorah, Iowa, so recently, in fact, that the only phone available to her there is her cell phone. So we'll join Michelle Lynn now by phone in Iowa. Michelle Lynn, I'm so pleased to have you here for Song of the Soul. Thanks for having me, Mark. I understand you're at the tender age of 23, but you've been performing. Your first recording was back in 2005, so you could have been, what, 18, 19 or something at that time. Have you been a performer all along, all through school? I was more into speech and journalism. I didn't actually start playing music and performing until I was about 17. I would sing but I didn't know how to play an instrument, which I regret. I really wish I would have stuck with an instrument from an earlier age, and I'm trying to make up for it now. (laughs) What instruments do you play? I certainly guitars in there. I think keyboards, too? I dabble around with the keyboards. 
I don't know the music theory behind the piano. Uh, the guitar is the main focus. You said you were in speech stuff. So what do you mean by that, Michelle Lynn? Is that like forensics or other things? I enjoyed writing my own like one X type things and performing them. I always got a kick out of journaling and then always connecting it back to the universal instead of it being some long winded thing that you would think of when you typically think of a journal, like your journaling that a person does. I, I always like to connect it to the universal and kind of write out little plays and such. So is there any danger of any of this stuff being produced or published in the near future? I've come to a point where I have a lot of collected writings that I've had since I was 11, and I have an idea for a book that I would really like to do and hopefully we'll find time for in the next five years. Sometimes people's songs are very brief with a lot of repetition. You don't do that. You inject a whole lot of images and experiences, I think, philosophical views. Uh, you've got all of that wrapped up in songs. What's the shortest song you ever wrote? You know, could you get something down to a quatrain like some people would do? I believe when I started out, I started with like the four bar blues ideas and I tried to do that and I failed miserably at it. Because it's just, I think there's a fear of death that existed in me for quite some time that had me thinking I had to get out as much as I could, as fast as I could, and in as many ways as I could. And I didn't know how to write very short things. I've, I've gotten better at it, though, like getting more succinct than writing two to three minute songs. I'm sure that's holding back quite a bit. Let's jump into the music that you selected for today's Song of the Soul, Michelle. Where would you like to start? What music would you like to start with? I would start with Take a Guess off Jump Roping in Chains, which was the 2005 album. Uh, it's a song I wrote when I was 18. and it's just interesting now, five years later, to hear this song, and when I hear it, it's a very frustrated young person. If I were to do like a psychological assessment of them, I would look at it as someone other than me. It's kind of a battle of wills and some type of interrogation going on with a confused individual who believes that oppression is coming from someone else or from the outside but in the moment they lack the clarity to see how much they oppress themselves. And that's why it's kind of a conversation, which is hard to depict when you're only one person. I could have gone to the extreme of trying to use two different voices, but I don't believe that would have been appropriate for starting out my musical career at that time. So it's a conversation and an interrogation where someone thinks someone else is badgering them, but then they eventually kind of realize that they were badgering themselves. And I would also go into the fact that it has to do a lot with labels, and that's why it was called Take a Guess. The label part has to go with trying to define something in order to treat it or box it in, which is the method of a lot of modern medicine. You know, we have to label things before we can treat them. But there's a danger when a person is labeled, whether it be in adolescence, whether they're labeled the smart one or they're labeled the stupid one or they're labeled the angry one or the happy one. Or if you get into names, you know, like whether it's the drug addict or the schizophrenic or 
whatever label happens, it becomes an entity onto itself and kind of can amplify to swallow the person that was given the label. The song is Take a Guess. It's by today's Song of the Soul guest, Michelle Lynn. Can't shut it up forever You pull me aside To stop running from yesterday's lies I know, you know I've been bottled up inside Blue in the face, that white Tell me spilled it out right Do you believe in the benefit of the doubt? Benefit of the what? Yes, double guess The obvious if that's what you're asking We'll see what we can do Our minds are made up Minds are made up of whatever it takes Until the choices are making us The choices making us my friend Do you believe in justice and fairness? Shorter end of the stick All the better to beat the dead horse with How's your appetite? Face duct taped to the head of the buffet How do you sleep at night? Still using your night How many fingers am I holding up? If that's what you're asking We'll see what we can do Our minds are made up Our minds are made up Of whatever it takes Until the choices are making us The choices are making us My friend Get a handle on yourself Can't shut it up forever Get a handle on yourself Can't shut it up forever How have things been going at home? Well, the deed's been redone This day's time, brother, jump out the phone, kid I'm not much for your cycle babbling How's your concentration? Something on the wall Don't know who wrote this next war's protocol Disappear tomorrow Say jump I see how far is the fall I've been wondering If I've been wandering too far How'd I get here? Who'll get me out? Alive Our minds made up Our minds get made up Of whatever it takes Until the choices are making us The choices making us my friend All the time I spent Wishing I could fly I could have built a rocket And slingshot it to the sky But I like fried fried Landed by your side, kid You got quite the imagination Do people clap when you survive A normal conversation? Well, take a guess That was Take a Guess. It's by Michelle Lynn, and it's from her first album back in 2005 called Jump Roping in Chains. That's a fascinating image, Jump Roping in Chains. 
I'm suspecting that either physically or mentally, you did jump rope in chains at one point, didn't you, Michelle? I would say, yeah, and it was a metaphor for making the best of things. I think at the time, it had more humor to it than it does for me now when I look back on it. (laughs) Because at the time, I thought of it as like, well, if someone was in prison or if someone was caught in some chains, what would they do with them? They would make the best of the situation and maybe have a little fun. And that's kind of the trickster side of myself that seems to come out in a lot of my writing. I don't know where it comes from. It's kind of an entity onto itself. I I do have to be honest. When I first started playing music, I didn't talk too much about what had led me to the point of just chaotically grasping at art. And now, as an older adult, I view it appropriate to clarify that I did have struggles with mental health, pretty severe struggles for about five, six years of my life. And I almost died a couple times from it. I didn't feel comfortable talking about it before until I realized through the help of maybe other artists and other examples and other personalities who were outspoken about their struggles that it can help other people. So that's part of this idea of being more honest in my music and just in order to get over it as well, to get over any struggles I had with my own mind that I would have to let people know about it. And it's very hard in conversation to do that. And that's why I write music is because it's, I think for a lot of artists, it's a more ambiguous land to go to where you can amplify yourself while at the same time diminish yourself. And it's just, it's so healing and it's so beautiful. And I'm very thankful to have found it. And I hope to help as many other people find it as well. You know, something that's kind of amazing to me, Michelle, is that you're talking about these things in the past that you've gone past. I'm 55 years old, and I believe you're 23. And so this being part of your past, it's amazing to me how much living you've done. I mean, you had some years where you were living with struggles, and all that stuff is somehow now in your past. I know one of the songs that you want to share is Old Soul Syndrome. Does it feel like you've lived this accelerated life with an extra measure of experience going on? I think a lot of people of my generation could say that, whether it be on a personal level or it be on a societal level, there's an acceleration going on. Old Soul Syndrome, to me, was when I saw a lot of young deaths or I saw a lot of tragedy as a young person, it made me think about death a lot. And it made me realize that we know as much about death as we do about life. I never want to be someone who's walking around thinking that I even know how to talk about these things, but I am fascinated by them. So I grasp at them with art a lot. And old soul syndrome is once again, a song that spoke to me two years after I wrote it, I realized what I was trying to accomplish in the writing of that and a lot of it had to do with like Carl Jung like how he took spirit and he turned it into a science and I just hope for his studies to not be abandoned I hope that so many people can go into the work that he did and and keep adding to it there's so much there about paranormal sensations or visions or spells of deja vu or intense emotion and all of this could just be projections of our psyche and also in old soul syndrome you see an individual who seems to be bargaining with some 
unseen forces of some sort. At the time of writing that song, I realized like we all stand for something or we all give our lives over to something, to these underlying currents or groups of energies that have been termed differently throughout history, you know, whether it's called the devil or the goddess or the archetypes or the aliens or the fairies or even the Norwegian gnomes. Like, we all are standing for something at some point and we give ourselves over to it whether we know it or not. And I think art can be a chance for individuals to get to know what they're giving themselves over to. We use our cultural context to define these forces Like, as you look back in history at any given culture, they usually use what position they were in to describe what they think these forces are, whether ghosts or aliens or that kind of weird list that I just rang off a little bit ago. And I just think that the amusing part kind of happens, and it's a very amusing day when we realize that maybe those forces are us, and they're just projections of our own underlying current in our minds which is, once again, why I just love the work of Carl Jung, and I hope that there are some brilliant people, and I'm sure there are, that are um, working on that and connecting it back to a scientific basis so it doesn't sound so uh, science fiction when we talk about it anymore. The thing that a lot of people should realize is if you can experience something, if it fits in an experiential bucket, it's real. It may not be everyone else's reality. It may be your experience with the divine and your experience with this archetype or this image or this way of being. But it's real because you've experienced it. Some people want to discount that because you can't measure it with a tape measure. I would agree with you there. We live in a very tricky world of terms and labels and words, and it's very hard to describe emotion with using the brain, you know, when they're supposed to be the same thing. And along with emotion, yeah, there's just all those experiences and the unexplained. And I wasn't really into that growing up. I was a very, like, straight, hard facts, show me it and I'll believe you type personality. And I, I just needed to open up to this other world in order to calm some things down within my own mind. And I'm very glad I did. I just had this conversation this past week with someone who works with me on radio projects. She was talking about her own period where other people describe it as mental illness, but in fact it contained elements of spiritual opening. I read a book by a Quaker, a woman from the East Coast I know, who was talking about her own struggle with that and how our society, they do put a name on it, And they don't allow you to have your full experience, your spiritual opening, because, you know, your psychotic will give you a drug, will close it down. Yeah, I think there's a lot there. And there's a lot of people writing books about it now. And most of it comes out of fear of what we're doing with our youth, I think, because there's so many brilliant little minds out there. And there's so many... um, things developmentally that they're experiencing and then there's a straight path like a river that we're all supposed to be either on because that's natural or we get sucked into and if you don't flow with the river that way there's just so much self-hate and you think there's so much wrong with you or it's a common story I just hope that we can all unite to maybe look at our educational system or 
look at our economic structures and all of these things that play into it that are making people just feel so bad. I was talking about this with a friend yesterday about depression even or things like that. Like if you're tied in maybe with the natural systems of the earth or with the current state of the world, maybe depression isn't so bad. It was like a bumper sticker idea. This sounds so horrible, but like, you know, you're depressed. Congratulations. You're paying attention. You know, like look around at some of the destruction and the pain in the world that's looking for a voice. Well, if it's happening on the earth, it's looking for a voice and it's going to find it in the minds of the people because it's all one organism. Absolutely. Well, I know people are eager to hear your song. The song is Old Soul Syndrome. We'll talk more about it afterwards. This is by Michelle Lynn. Yeah. 
that was by Michelle Lynn, Old Soul Syndrome, and it's from her recording, Hospital Radio. There's so much that is coming up in the conversation, Michelle, we could easily crowd out all the music, so I'm going to have to be a little bit disciplined here with myself. I did want to mention that there is a, a network of people called the Spiritual Emergence Network for people who are on this cusp of opening up. It could be called mental illness by some, but in fact, it may be spiritual in nature, a birth that's happening. So people can go to the internet and find Spiritual Emergence Network if that's a topic that's interested to them. There is something also in one of the later verses in that song, Michelle, I wanted to ask you about two lines. One of them you say, they seek salvation in a pale Galilean. And I'm not sure what perspective you're offering there. I mean, I I think that there's a lot of religious illusions and a lot of spiritual illusions throughout the song. And the other one I wanted to say right away is, uh, you say something about hung up on their cross, health care denied. Are you at all heartened by the recent passage of the bill that is enlarging a little bit, at least, health care in this country? The pale Galilean is a reference to Jesus. I believe in the in the Bible, like, he was referred to as the pale Galilean. So it's kind of like wherever people are seeking their salvation. And Galilean is like an ancient term that I just like the word. So I suppose that's the way that phrase came out and people can seek it in all types of places one of my things with like a lot of my beliefs now is that I just think it's such an individual thing and I would never try to describe exactly how I get to views I arrive at or how other people would get there because it's such an individual experience even though we do all say we're all one and such and healthcare that line actually came from my own experience of a healthcare system and how you have to basically be at death's door before you get accurate treatment. And also the experience of seeing other individuals leave an institution before they were ready simply because their healthcare cut out and to watch people go home and then come back within two weeks because they weren't helped at all or withdrawal, they're drug addicts on withdrawal and they are taken out of their treatment before they are ready simply because their insurance cut out. It wasn't really a reference to anything that is directly going on right now politically. It was more about things that I saw seven or eight years ago. And as far as now goes, I I just hope for all of us to be taking our health into our own hands and doing whatever we can to take care of ourselves because it's very hard to understand all of the propaganda and all of the under-table happenings that happen around corporate and government interactions. I suspect that having had all those experiences, you would have had a certain amount of anger that was bubbling up, and I don't sense it in you now. Do I incorrectly surmise that there used to be a fair amount of anger going on, or was it always directed inward, or what is the transition that's happened? As far as anger goes, I think I would get into the song Araberos, actually, to describe this. Once I started making art, I realized after about writing 50 to 60 songs that all my songs were out of painful or or strange experiences, but yet my art has led me to a point where I felt more at peace and more 
connected to the world than I had ever felt. The robber rose is the symbol of the snake eating its tail. It's kind of like, I, I summed it up in some quote that I told a friend once, like, my life provides my muse, so it's kind of like my waste provides my food. And, like, that's a very strange point to arrive at in life where you realize that everything that happened needed to happen in order for you to feel the way you do right now. So it's kind of a no-regrets moment. Even in the song Araberos, though, there is that anger that you go back to. I always try to reference righteous anger and then anger that's not appropriate or it's just maybe displaced in time if it's no longer relevant. If all my needs are met right now and I wake up each day and I'm in, like, the physical health that I want to be and I have the autonomy to surround myself with the individuals I hope to surround myself with, like, there's just no justified anger in looking back at the past. But then there is justified anger in looking around at the present when it has to do with larger and broader issues. But back to the song Araberos, there's the idea of serpent energy also and this acceleration of synchronistic events that have always kind of been happening in my life and they happen in everyone's life once we open up and start paying attention to them. And I did go to South America where the song has a Latin tinge to it. I spent some time in Ecuador just a couple of days and it was a very life-turning event for me that time in South America and the song represents that. And when I got back, once again, this acceleration of synchronistic events just kept happening and was worth taking note of on a personal level, whether it would be like a brother figure coming into my life that has the same name as my brother or someone very similar experiences ending up being a mirror for me, whether a mirror for good or a mirror for what not to do and also names and dates just colliding until this oneness level because I think that's what synchronicities might be as a teacher of oneness, just led me to the point where I don't think my identity or like even my life and existence at all is that unique or something to be too concerned about. And I found that kind of freeing, and I hope to represent it in this album that I'm talking about right now, which is my third album, Pre-Echoes for the Postmodern. And the specific song is Uroboros. It is by Michelle Lynn. Don't offer you today Will you take Tomorrow anyway I'm the shapeshifter You say You're the navigator Let's trade Nice to see you again Our friend Tossing and turning The same things up again Every sign Will exist None as a sign Of weakness Simplicity in scarcity, my charity. 
It's from the album Pre-Echoes of the Postmodern by Michelle Lynn, who's with us here today for Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and I'm your host for this Northern Spirit Radio production. My home radio station is WHYS LP Eau Claire, but my programs go out not only via iTunes and the Internet, but via other stations from Washington State over to the New England States. You can always find me in any case via my website, northernspiritradio.org. And when you visit, you can post a comment, find links, listen to all of our older programs. They're all archived there. Again, we're speaking today with Michelle Lynn. She's produced three albums so far. Her latest one from just last year is called Pre-Echoes for the Postmodern. She joins us today from Decorah, Iowa, where she's just moved to within the past week. I'm very, very happy to be in Decorah. This is such a wonderful community, and I just I feel so at home. There's so many progressive things going on and so many people doing brilliant things for the arts and for organic farming and for every aspect of life that's become important to me in the past couple of years. So I'm very happy to have had the opportunity to travel the country, but to have found myself in a very beautiful small-town community. Which probably fits with this transition from pain and anger as the focus to healing and, you know, swallowing your tail, doing the wholeness path. I've got something that I'm preparing for a week and a half from now. I'm going to be speaking at our local Quaker meeting. We don't normally do this, this kind of experiment we're doing. I'm going to be speaking for a total of 10 minutes on the topic Quakers and evil. And, you know, Quakers are not much into evil, or at least not these days. Uh, 350 years ago, that might have been a bigger topic. But all the material, the songs that you're playing, Michelle, are material for me to take a look in that. Because one of the primary ideas that I've been sitting with is... There are times in the past where I thought I could point at evil, but when I arrived at the point where I was living out what I thought was evil, I all of a sudden understood it was just another part of progression in life, another point of view, another experience that sitting in another seat, I could understand and not see as evil, but just see it as where I'm at right now and see what's going on for me right now. 
So I assume that kind of fits with you, your progression, what uh, you saw as horrible or despotic or ridiculous or something. I hear you, for instance, taking responsibility for your health care by your lifestyle. I think you made a, a lot of good points there. I like the idea of the changing seats. I think that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, just taking responsibility for what's going on and trying to think through problems rationally. There seems to be some type of self-destruction meme, like when we think of societal memes, and it's just this virus of the mass mind. It latches on to some individuals more than others, and you have experienced that and then have had some driving feeling to merge with nothingness. It has a pretty profound impact on people, and it leaves them wondering if there's a way to talk about these things with others that can be helpful or if there's a way to present it in an organized form that is kind of like teaching. There's so much teaching going on in the world that I had to look at my own education in the past year and just review what I learned that really helped me and what I learned that maybe I should unlearn. And to talk about the song Desert Flood, which I believe we're moving on to next, it's kind of about the extremes of nature. You have the desert and the flood, or you have the good, or you have the evil, like you were talking about and thinking you can point a finger at it. These extremes that I've felt within my own emotions or that we all go through in the life cycle, just to have these extremes and not label them as a negative experience anymore, like maybe as I'm going around like the hamster wheel and it expands a little more each time, I just get more and more in touch with what it means to be alive. Like even to witness death or to witness horror or anything that's going on on the planet right now, it sounds really, really strange to say it, but like just to even be thankful that I've lived long enough or that I'm at the age that I can even think about these things and to use them and turn them into a positive force. The song is Desert Flood, Michelle Lynn. I need someone to help me through this Where is your gospel? According to Judas, I admit it I did it My helpful mind made angel And your deceitful man-made devil Are they one? I see no difference Once you see
was Michelle Lynn sharing for Song of the Soul, the song Desert Flood. And it's from her recording, came out last year, Pre-Echoes for the Postmodern. Uh, Michelle, I believe you mentioned to me sometime earlier that the entire album, that it has to do with alternative medicine and I guess maybe alternative view of life. What's that about for you? To say it's only about alternative medicine is kind of me stretching it a bit. I guess that I would say is the seed for it. It's kind of where it all began for me was to look into the ancient cultures of the world and the traditions that they had for dealing with spiritual issues that people had that are now termed like mental issues. And I just, I love the different cultures of the world as I got to know them more historically, the Greeks, the Asians, the Egyptians, and I just wanted to combine these all into one. And the way I did it was through the archetype Baraboros. I thought of how there's these imprints of the psyche that showed up all throughout history and cultures that supposedly did not communicate with one another. 
to look at it that way just made me look at my mind and the sensations that I've had throughout my life differently than I looked at them before. Before, I always looked at them as maybe something wrong or there being some glitch that was never going to be fixed. And it was an inherent flaw that I had or an inherent sinfulness and all those things that go back to a teaching that has to do with an original fall, the fall of man and all of that. And to not look at it that way anymore, I just realized that a lot of things that have to do with struggle or especially the link between mental illness and creativity, it's, it's the same coin, it's just different sides of the coin. So I think we've got time for one more song, Michelle Lynn. And where should we go to finish off your song of the soul? The first track off my new album, Pre-Echoes for the Postmodern, is entitled Feedback. It's a song where I explore struggle and the idea of struggle and making peace with every waking moment is somewhat of a struggle. But maybe I could once again use the power of words and call it process instead of looking at it in more of a negative light. It could just be a process that I'm in, and feedback is kind of a surrendering to this process and realizing that in my own personal life, I want art to be the bridge between the waking and the sleeping worlds, and I want to walk that bridge back and forth as many times as I can before I sleep for good. Kind of once again... A lot of art for me is just making deals with myself, bargaining with little forces of my own mind, or maybe they're forces that are out there, I don't know. And this is one of those songs where I just try to articulate it a little bit to share that with other people and other people who are experiencing similar sensations. The song is Feedback, Michelle Lynn. my disappearing act right now instead i'll wear this smile unless it wears you out you and i speed straight through these towns like all roads are leading Shut this thing down
continue on Won't get it right Till we realize can't get it wrong For every solution They say there is none For every solution Is there a new problem? And now it seems like No matter what I do The only way out The only way out Is through a life sentence to A lovely deja vu At least I have you beautiful song, Feedback, a beautiful and poignant song. At some points in there, Michelle, I feel some of the struggle that I know that you went through. Uh, like in one of the later verses, you say, like how one time I thought it was easy to die. I Partly, that's it's a relief to hear that you used to think that. <laughs> and then, of course, that means that there's more struggle or there's more searching involved in it now. It sounds to me like you're in a happy place now, a more accepting place, accepting of yourself, perhaps. And that's good news, right? I used to be afraid of really acknowledging when I was happy because then I thought something like every three years there'd be some major blow in life or there'd be something that would come in from the side and like take it away. But I'm really confident in saying right now that I feel the best I've ever felt in my entire life physically, mentally, emotionally, and also physically, just location-wise. There's just times where I wish I could reach back to the darkest moments of living and have just showed them even one-tenth of what I feel right now to just keep it going, you know. And what I'm trying to do musically or what a lot of people who go into the humanities or into the art worlds are trying to do is communicate with their younger selves or communicate with facets of themselves that exist somewhere else to let them know not to get hung up on any one moment or any one circumstance or any one event or any one existence even. Well, your music certainly is a gift that way to watch the transitions, to see reconciliation happening in someone. It's, I think, really helpful to know that there are other alternatives, other ways that we could see the world that can leave us in a better place. Your music certainly does that. We haven't mentioned your website. It is michellelynnmusic.com. But you can just search for Michelle Lynn, and I'm sure you'll come up with her one way or another. Thanks so much for joining us today for Song of the Soul. This has been excellent. Thank you very, very much for your time and for guiding the conversation the way you did. So thank you very much. Thanks again, Michelle. That was Michelle Lynn, music from Decorah, Iowa, and her website is michellelynnmusic.com. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org.
and I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a Song of the Soul.